Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Gielen. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 48th official episode. I'm feeling a little rusty, not going to lie. It's been a month. Yeah, I mean, know, I've been sick. He's been holding down the fort a little bit. I released one STF solo while he was gone. Very hard worker. <laughs> um, Go check it out if you if you missed it. Yeah, but today we're going over all-star starters, but mainly we're going to talk about our picks for the all-star reserves. They come out Sunday, uh, the so, 30th. The 30th, so we have a little bit of time. We're recording right now on the 25th. Yeah. So, so the, yeah, so so obviously the, the, the all-star starters have already been released at the time that we're recording this. But the reserves have not. So, sort of like our reactions to the starters, but also giving our ballots to the reserves because we haven't been able to do that yet with Connor's sickness. Yeah, so here we go. Eastern Conference. The starters, as announced, are Trey Young, Kemba Walker, Pascal Siakam, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Elas, and Joel Embiid. Also, side note, this is fire, is it not? It is pretty fire. It's like, like <laughs> I just, I, no, yeah. And, and it's also cool because it's not just like one of those jerseys that you'll see that's from that's like a, from a foreign country, but that is like in English. Like this is in Greek. Yeah. It's like very, like this says real. Greece. Yeah, this says thirty four and it has like all the ads or whatever. And then on the back it says Antetokounmpo G, because there are multiple on the Greek national team. Yeah, didn't even the, know that. You got the Nasus. You got someone else. I don't know. Yeah. Nice. So, anyways, talking about this starting lineup, I am of the opinion. That this and spoiler Western Conference starters were both perfect. Yeah, um, they, there there was a lot of controversy for like Jimmy Butler or whatever. But that's that's the one problem I might have with it, is that right now the Heat are the second best team in the Eastern Conference. To have Trey Young starting over Jimmy Butler, if you look purely just like at on paper stats, Trey Young's twenty nine and eight or whatever it is, like mind blowing for a second year guy, especially offensively. Trey Young being a starter makes sense. My one sort of like, I guess my problem with that would be, and, and honestly, like I'm sort of doing this for the sake of arguing. It's hard to it's hard to really pick apart this list. It's it's pretty they pretty much got it right. The fans pretty much the fan voting I think is solid here. But Trey Young might be the single worst defender in the NBA, and he is on the worst team in the NBA. But he's also top five in points and top five in assists, and the only other player that has that is Luka Doncic, and the only other player, I think, to have top 10 both is LeBron. So you have two of, arguably, the MVP frontrunners, and that's his company. And, like, yeah, they're not good, but that's literally not his fault at all. And his second-best player got to spend 25 games. And I understand you're just arguing for the sake of arguing, but I, I don't really think it's argument. I'm biased because I'm a Trey Young fan, but... NBA fathers. NBA fathers. <laughs> if you know, you know. But... I, I just think it's so clear, and Trey Young has been so good on the offensive side of the ball, and just he's so fun to watch. He just he literally almost ended Fred Van Vliet's career. <laughs> that was an incredible clip where he 
he threw it between Van Vliet's legs, right? And when, it, like, when Van Vliet's trying to like logo. Van Vliet, like it's not even like Van Vliet's playing normal defense. He he's been getting smoked all game, so he's adjusting to play like uh-huh. defense on Trey's left side and force him one way. And Trey's like, nope, I'm still gonna go the way you're <laughs> you're telling me not to. I'm just gonna throw it through your legs. So it's like, how can you even stop this man? Um, he missed a shot, but it was the fact yeah, that he tried still, it that was. Um, yeah. And also the thing that's really impressive to me, just going into a bit of like advanced stats, is like. This isn't really an advanced app, but he leads the league by far, like like far and away, um, in the percentage and the amount of pick and rolls that are trapped. As in, as in, like okay, yeah. he, he comes off the screen, and both guys worry about guarding him instead of the roller. That's um, yeah. I mean, that makes sense I to think me. Number one's him. Number two is Bradley Beal. Number Probably James Harden's up there. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Uh, number one, Trey. Number two, James Hard. Number three, Dame. And then there's a drop off, and I think it's like Beal and someone else. Yeah, I. Mean, it, you probably attribute that partially to the fact that the Hawks don't really have an elite roller no, no, without John Collins. No, I'm saying exactly, but that's mm-hmm. also like. But that also he, is also the reason they're losing. Yeah, right? so like, like, yeah. Who the, he's the, fighting the, against that? The defense knows that Trey Young's going to be shooting the ball, and that's he does, fair. and he scores anyways, and he and he makes. The players around him are not the, who are not very good better, mm-hmm. which I think is very valuable. However, I was also going to go on a rant about how ignorant NBA fans, wherever you are, I guess including yourself for the, for this one, are like, man, Jimmy should be in the lineup over Trey Young, but they're at different positions. How like ah yeah I didn't even think about yeah, that yeah you didn't even think about that so right. like like people who are arguing it's like man it should be instead of Trey Young Jimmy Butler is listed at a forward on NBA.com and in and in the fan rankings uh, they vote for him as a forward whereas Trey Young is a guard so if you wanted to sum out for anyone it would have to be Pascal Siakam yeah I think there is an argument with that just because Pascal Siakam has missed games but I personally wouldn't go that way just because Pascal Siakam was playing at MVP caliber before he got injured that's very fair yeah I mean I guess I would say that Jimmy Butler I think. If it was just any five people, I think I might stick Jimmy Butler in there over Trey Young. But yeah, with this with this restriction of guards and and forwards, that makes sense to me. That Trey Young's here, um, yeah. I, I I think I'm with you on this one. That that the fan voting they got these All Star starters right this year. I think that's it's hard to argue with this list. Yeah. Um, but moving on to the reserves, this is where it gets a little bit more interesting. It's it's more like hard fought. But then we're also going to be ranking sort of like. Within the two like, guards that we have who's reserves. Who's the first like, yeah. guard? Who's the second guard? Who's your first, second, and third forwards? And then who's your first reserve and your second reserve? So I'll invite you to start it off. Who is your first guard? My first guard is Ben Simmons. If you if you go look up Ben Simmons on basketball reference on whatever, you're going to look at like 16 points per game. You might be a little bit confused why I have him as my number one guard. Um, but in the games that Joel Embiid has missed this year, which have been have existed like Joel Embiid is is never going to play a full 82 game season the the 76ers have still looked pretty strong and Ben Simmons has had many of his best games with Joel Embiid off the court um he's he's held that team up and has really excelled um when he's the number one guy And, and his defense also is arguably all defensive first team worthy this year yeah I think that that's the main thing for me he's just playing outstanding he's mm-hmm. he's guard he can literally guard anyone on the floor exactly like, all like, five positions yeah uh, and like obviously the, the center like guarding centers is a bit of a struggle but like that is a champagne problem to have yep it's like oh yeah our point guard yeah, can't, yeah. Can't, can't really guard the center he's yeah. just all right at it um so yeah personally i had bradley beal as number one but it was just mm-hmm. like 
it was a very short um, disparity between Beal and Simmons. And I, I almost flipped right back before the episode. Um, so I, I, I can't even argue with this. Like, I, I would go as far as to say that they're tied. But I have Ben Simmons as my second guard. My first guard, Bradley Beal, I think he, he's, he doesn't really get any love, which, which gives me gives him my sympathy yeah. because there was this really interesting interview that I think I sent you and a couple other guys of Bradley Beal talking about how the fans should have less of a vote because it's unfair and obviously you have to know like who's giving who's giving uh, this talk it's Bradley Beal it's not as big of a market mm-hmm. not as big of like a, a brand guy like I don't think he has, he has signature shoes like w- like whatever um, compared to like someone like a Derrick Rose or a Alex Caruso, or even the fact like, that Taco Fall was like top six in front court voting or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like and and, and not it's e- flawed, it's yeah, not yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah. And, and and not even that, but he he's also I feel like he would go to the point where we're like, okay, everyone loves like the Raptors because they beat the Warriors, so Kyle Lowry's up there, yeah, uh, Kyrie's always going to be Van up Vliet there. Fred was top ten in the guards. Bradley Beal's only number nine. Yeah, I and mean, that's for, if, it was only number nine for guards, not not yeah. for overall. I had I had Bradley Beal as my second guard as well. Um, so uh, the only reason I, I didn't have him over Ben Simmons is probably team success. Bradley Beal is the best player on his team, unquestionably, with with John Wall out. But fifteen wins deters me a little bit when yeah you know when you have Ben Simmons you know, being one of the best perimeter defenders that we have in the league, and the Sixers have twenty nine wins. Which yeah. the the only thing I would argue would be that. The reason the Wizards are bad is because their defense is horrible. And, mm-hmm. like, Bradley Beal, sure, he might contribute to that. But that's, like, less of a responsibility rather than... It's like, oh, if their offense was horrible and Bradley Beal was their best offensive player, that would be a different story. Yeah, you know? that's that's fair. And it, it, Bradley Beal is carrying a huge load for them offensively and the team as a whole, right? And it's basically been him and Davis Bertans. The offense has been pretty good for what we expect yeah, at the beginning of the year. It, Having Bradley Beal as one of your two guards it makes sense to me. I don't, you know, first, second, you can flip flop him and Ben Simmons, but he should be in one of those spots, I think. A name that I think people are thinking we should have in our first two guard spots might be Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. I think, personally, I do have him as an all star. Um, I, I, I think we can, we can get to him later. So if you're thinking that, just just hold on a little yeah. bit. Uh, to get into our, our forwards, who is your first forward? I think it's pretty clear cut. I got Jimmy Butler. Yeah, same. I, yeah, I think I, I, we already talked about him as potentially yeah. being over Trey Young, right? Like he is in MVP conversations because of how good the Heat have been, and he is their best player. And, and that's like, kind of all his, his stats don't jump off the page, which is like why I definitely wouldn't have him over like Pascal. Um, but like, and I, I think that also the team success you would mm-hmm. you will have to take with a grain of salt. Just because the Miami Heat are a very, very, very well-built team. However, I still, like, then on, on the other side of the Leaf, he's my number one forward. He's been playing awesome. He's risen to the occasion. He's a leader of the Miami Heat team. And he's just doing a little bit of everything. He's not bad at anything right now. And that's incredibly value, valuable from a wing position that gets a little bit clustered to where... I feel like for, for the wing position, tell me if you agree, there's a lot of, like, pretty good talent at the wing position yeah well, the east there are a handful of guys you could have basically put at the jimmy butler kind of spot in yeah here. yeah is it not like the power forward and center but like the small forward kind of yeah guys. where they're not like superstars but they're there are a lot yeah. of like kind of like low lower level all-star caliber players at the wing mm-hmm. position and, yeah. and that goes for the west too honestly um yeah i i agree jimmy butler right there 
number two forward, I have... Okay, this is, like, not the sexy pick, but I have DeMontis Sabonis. Me too. Really? Yeah, I, I love it. It's it's solid. It's I, solid. I love him so much. It's just, like... He he's the ki- he's on my fantasy team. He, 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 he gives me he gives me a constant like thirty five like point fantasy points a night. He's just like the king of like twenty and twelves, and he just like there it like given his style of play, it's very difficult for him not to give you what he usually gives you, and that product is really good. He's consistent just because like sure. his shots are like easy, but he's able to create his own shots, which is valuable because we didn't really see that in the past. Um, speaking of like another pacer, I was really tempted to have Malcolm Brogdon on here mm-hmm. because I'm a new Malcolm Brogdon super fan based on our <laughs> the recent debates at the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, just not enough spots really. Spoiler alert, I don't have Malcolm Brogdon. Also, it hasn't played that many games. Yeah, um, that. But, but yeah, 18 points per game, 13 rebounds for Bonta Sabonis. Best player so far. Best player on, especially on a three seat? Five like, seed. Like, but, okay, but keep in mind, the two seed to yeah. the five... The, the Heat have 31 wins. The Pacers have 30, and that's the two versus the five. Yeah, I mean it's it's tight in the. Okay, in so the yeah, Conference. they're one they're one game away from the two seed, and this is a team that people I I, I didn't sleep on them. I thought they were going to be great, but people were expecting them to be like the seven seed or something, and that's just, that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's been there. He's been there like rock. He's been what he, they what they go to, and what has kept them afloat and, with Oladipo. And I I understand that. They are playing Sabonis and, and Miles Turner together, but he's took the throne as the future front court. If, Before it was like, oh yeah, exactly. they, they can trade Sabonis. Now it's like, oh yeah, we can trade Miles Turner to accommodate Sabonis. I mean, yeah, keep in mind, like before the season, there were legitimate questions. It's like, who would you rather keep, Miles Turner or, or and Sabonis? And the answer was Miles Turner. Yeah, and, yeah, I, I think so. It, and because it seemed like Miles Turner had a higher ceiling, Sabonis yeah. is pretty much unquestionably the answer to that question for the Pacers right now. And it's just reflecting back on the Paul George trade to OKC. <laughs> like it's just so outstanding mm-hmm. how how like you you're forced to give up a star when he like publicly wants a trade. Yeah. And you get two all-star caliber players back. That's it's so impressive from the Indiana Pacers and just hats off to them. Number going on three. To, going to the next one. I thought about this one for a while, and I, mm, I'm, I'm going Chris Middleton. Me too. Really? <laughs> Three front words are the same. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know his list. He doesn't know my yeah, list. Yeah, we haven't, you haven't talked to us before. Dude, I was so close to going Jason Tatum with this one. All I, right. I, I was looking uh, on the drive over here. I was looking at their stats. Jason Tatum has slightly better uh, on-court stats, and I was like, okay, but. Maybe his he is more of a like Chris Middleton has more team success, but Jason Tatum also has a team success, and the Celtics weren't supposed to be as good. But then I, I was thinking to myself was like, okay, but how much is that is Jason Tatum? But then I was like, okay, how much of Buck success is Chris Middleton? And so it was it was so back and forth, and I I'm so confused right now. I'm still looking at my list. I'm just gonna just again, again. Jason Tatum is a really good defender too this year. Like not superb, but he, he's been above average. And so I don't know how to justify that, except for saying that the Bucks are on pace for 71 wins. Every efficiency metric though suggests that Chris Middleton is having a better shooting year than Jason Tatum is. Chris Middleton is practically 50, 40, 90 club this year, really? um, with with like over five win shares, um, and like a 21 per. Jason Tatum. A little bit lower. Not to suggest that Jason Tatum isn't having an impressive season because 
he he like hint hint made my list um but Chris Middleton, more team wins, more efficient, even though scoring a few, a, a couple less points per game. Uh, I, I think Chris Middleton deserves this spot at the, at the number three forward, as in um, like next to Jimmy Butler, Demonis Sabonis, in that like second unit, um, and and then have Jason Tatum as one of my last two. Okay, okay. Um, uh, so yeah, so I already said one of my last two is Jason Tatum. Um, I would put him as my fifth forward, and have Bam Adebayo as my fourth forward. Fill up those two so, final two spots with. So Bam Adebayo is on your list. Bam Adebayo is my list, and I would put him one spot essentially above Jason Tatum in the forwards. Okay. Um, Bam Adebayo been the second guy for the Heat all year. Um, he did not make my list. I I can't say that I'm really surprised. Bam Adebayo was one of your picks for most improved player this year. Shout yeah. out to you for calling that, but. I really like the way that he does it all for the Heat. As in, he can impact the game in a lot of different ways besides just scoring. Whereas, like, he's only averaging, like, 15 points per game, but it's, like, 14 rebounds or something like that, right? And he's also, like, Mm -hmm. he has this ability to, like, go coast to coast, defend a lot of different players. Um, the, The Heat are really a team that this year are winning by committee. Everything they do is as a team effort where multiple different guys can score. And that's why like, that's why I didn't put him on. On any given night, somebody else can be your guy. But I think that regardless of who's putting the ball in the basket, Bam Adebayo always finds ways to contribute to the Miami Heat's wins. And I think it's really impressive. So so that's why I have him as one of my two front court guys. Um as like my last two spots. Yeah, I just for me, I envision and like maybe it's just I am snubbing the Miami Heat, but I, I the reason why I'm snubbing the Miami Heat players, I guess Jimmy a bit lower and Bam not on my list, is because I hold their whole team mm-hmm. in such high regard that I think that not any one player can take all the responsibility or a or a majority of the, yeah. their responsibility. So it's it's like okay, maybe the Miami Heat don't get as many All Stars, but your team is an all-star, so yay. <laughs> I, I just I think I think a little bit though, it's it's to me I see it as like the Miami Heat are so much better than I was expecting. And if I have to point fingers at like who is the most surprising and who is playing at a level so much higher than I expected that is leading to so much so many more wins, I'm gonna point to Bam Adebayo first. We know how good Jimmy Butler is. Maybe he fit into this team more seamlessly than we were expecting, but Bam Adebayo is the most surprising guy to me. And in probably the x factor in why they're so much better than i thought they were going to be yeah okay so what do you who are your last two guys Cause i don't think you really mentioned that okay so my last two reserves so kyle lowry did not make your list kyle lowry did not kyle Close, lowry made my no. list i honestly i didn't even look at his stats i i just looked at pascal siakam missed number of games and then i looked he, at the raptors record the issue that's, is that's that what I did. he he and Ky, is that pascal siakam and kyle lowry i think have played the same number of games i think it's like 33 34 each um so I mean, pascal has missed quite a bit kyle lowry is 34 siakam 34 really yeah so I so I, I i i heard the same narrative which was that when kyle lowry was out or sorry when pascal siakam was out for like 10 ish games Kyle Lowry kept this team afloat. They were really strong without Pascal Siakam. And, and a lot of that success was, or people were saying, was Kyle Lowry. But uh, and, and those in those games that, that Kyle Lowry missed, Pascal Siakam was healthy, and Pascal Siakam was the one keeping this team alive. Yeah. So, so both of them without each other have been playing fantastic. Can't doubt that. But I, I 
the idea that it's like Kyle Lowry has kept this team alive because Pascal Siakam has missed so many games. They've played the same amount of games. So that's the only yeah, reason I don't have Kyle fair. Lowry here. Honestly, that was surprising to me. Um, and honestly, I, I didn't want to pick Kyle Lowry. <laughs> that sounds weird to say. I don't have like this Kyle Lowry vendetta. Yeah. I just, I it, it seemed like so much of a less fun pick than like Zach Levine or Malcolm Brogdon or the, the second reserve that I have, mm-hmm. which, spoiler alert, is Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> love it. I didn't pick him, but I love it. I knew someone had to be that guy, right? Oh, I, I love that it's it's Spencer Dinwiddie and not Kyrie Irving. Yeah. <laughs> Which Nets point guard would you have expected to be an all-star this yeah, year? Of course. Um and so man, like even as I'm even as I'm saying this, I'm like, man, Jason Tatum really didn't make my list. And I'm not like a huge Jason Tatum advocate. Mm-hmm. But I think like He didn't make your list, Jason Tatum? No. He, he, I had Middleton as as my third forward. So Jason Tatum's not okay. Jason right. Tatum did not make my list. And I feel I feel guilty with that. And I think part of it is, like, Spencer Dinwiddie is a really fun pick. Um, but also, I think that Spencer Dinwiddie is just, like, he, like you know the narrative, you know the narrative. It's just, like, like he kept the, he kept them afloat. They they were a playoff team-ish when Kyrie Irving was there. When Kyrie Irving was out, they flourished. And Spencer Dinwiddie, and, like, a, a, a lot of the times, um, a funky diabetic said this, and I, I agree that, like, a lot of times when they were out there winning games, there was a good amount of minutes where he was the only guy on the floor who could like dribble where you you had him out there with like joe harris who's good yeah. but, he, but he can't create uh like kukrooks or whatever his name is the, the guy who was a, <laughs> I know you mean. yeah the guy, kukrooks, the guy, i think kukrooks, yeah. who, who was a rookie last year uh like like jared allen and then like some like we, like weird forward who yeah um who was there or like garrett temple and those are like they're fine nba players but like they're not dribbling the ball. Karis yeah. Levert was out too, so it's like mm-hmm. they don't have him as a creator. And there's no reason why this team should still be in the playoff picture while while Kyrie Irving was out. And so, yeah. like when I look at, I, I like even now while you were talking, I was looking at the advanced stats. Um, Jason Tatum has 0.7 more win shares, um, but then I, I look like like uh, I think like a 36% assist percentage for Spencer Dinwiddie. That's I think that's pretty good. I'm not I'm not like super keen in the advanced stats, but like you could I I'm just looking at the workload, right? And yeah. so like even though uh Tatum average like one more point a game, I'm looking at the workload and the responsibility for wins. And as he Jason Tatum is doing a great job. He's scoring. He he oftentimes wins games for the Celtics. But I just think they have so much of like a better constructed roster. And I guess I, I penalize players for that. But their roster is so good and they have so many options. It's like, okay, Jalen Brown almost made the All-Star game, too, and Kemba is All-Star starter. Spencer Dinwiddie has none of that, and he still put up the same production, and it led to results. So it, it, that's where I'm going with that. I, I like the pick, yeah. Um, he was he was certainly close for me. And if you'll remember in, in my like solo video from a couple weeks ago where I talked about um, the New Year's resolutions for every NBA team— the thing that I said for the Nets was that they're going to have to figure out how Kyrie fits in the offense. And one of the most important things that I said about that was just that Spencer Dinwiddie is having a fantastic year. And before this season, I wouldn't have expected Kyrie Irving and Spencer Dinwiddie to be sharing a lot of minutes on the court at the same time. At this point, they should be sharing a lot of minutes because they're far and away the two best players in the team. And they need to be playing at the same time for the for the to, to win games. There's a report out that they're moving Spencer Dinwiddie to the bench. They started him. So I was at the Lakers game 
two days ago. Check the Lakers feed. This man's face is on I was it. on it. Uh, it's, it's a picture of LeBron hitting the jump shot over no, Kyrie no. Irving. It's a picture of you. <laughs> and, and LeBron and Kyrie are in the picture. I'm in the bottom right corner. You know, made it yeah. made a little prime cameo. Time, prime time spot. Yeah. But in that game, Spencer Dimity started. And I was thrilled when they announced the starting lineups. And Spencer Dimity and Kyrie Irving were both announced. Because I, I think that before they're going to like bring in Kevin Durant, who we know is a fantastic scorer... They're going to have to figure out how does Kyrie work and how does Spencer Dinwiddie work all on this offense, right? They've got a lot of moving pieces, and, and even Karis LeVert, too. they got to figure out, like, who's playing where, who can who can play with who, who's scoring when, who's on the court. they got to figure out some of those rotations because they got a lot of talent at these guard spots, and, you know, and, and they have more than one guy here at the guard spot that, that could make this all-star team. Before we move to the Western Conference, do you have any disclaimers or shout-outs for people that you feel like may have gotten snubbed from one of our lists that you just, you can't go this episode without mentioning? Uh, I was just watching sort of the, like the lead-up to the, the Mavericks versus Jazz game that, that's starting at 5 o'clock today. Um, and and one, of the, one of the reporters said, they were going over their like you know all star reserves predictions or whatever. One of the one of the guys had Andre Drummond and Derrick Rose. <laughs> bro, <laughs> and that I was I, bro. They that man has like a job. <laughs> that, that's his job. <laughs> he's getting paid big money to he's, say that. But like, how does like? I, how, how does someone get good at their job to to where they do that, <laughs> and then they also hold that like opinion? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why Andre Drummond would be an All Star this year. I, the 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 Derrick Rose pick for All Star for All Star, I do kind of like, especially because he didn't make it last year. No, he doesn't no. deserve it. I don't think he deserves it over the other guys that are on this list. If, though, if he, if he wasn't Derrick Rose, it wouldn't be a thing. Kind of agree with that. Um, uh, but but and. and if I were to put it, I didn't. I, the only two guards I had in the reserves were Ben Simmons and Bradley Beal. If it, if I were going to put a third guard, it would be Kyle Lowry. I have, and I have four guards. Fourth <laughs> might be Spencer Dinwiddie, and then fifth might be Derrick Rose. I don't think it's actually. I I want to give a so shout you, out for Derrick Rose because so I really you're, like you're him. You're him. You're stumbling my two guys even after you said all that. For me, I just want to say shout out Zach Levine. Shout out Malcolm Brogdon. I uh, almost, Malcolm Brogdon. I don't know. I might have Derrick Rose over Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, here, but. Um, for me, like I, I explained, the not having Jason Tatum and Bam Adebayo, Zach Levine is a super fun pick. I penalized mm-hmm. him not because his team is bad, but because his team's offense is bad, and that like reflects. That's true. Their that, defense is great yeah, recently. That that reflects poorly on Zach Levine, even though it might not be his fault. It reflects poorly on Zach Levine because why is your offense bad if you're supposed to be this great offensive player, and especially because you're a great offensive player because like you're not a good defender, so that's all you really have. Yep. All um, right. All right, so talking Western about the conference. Western Conference. All starters. Right, so starters are Luka Doncic, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. Personally, I think anyone who has watched one NBA game this year <laughs> could, have, could have predicted this. Like not not one game from like all of these guys, just like just like one random game, like like Cavs versus Hornets. They they, they walk away from the game. And it's like yeah, these are the starters. Outside of Giannis being number one on MVP voting, like this is basically the next five guys. <laughs> yeah, facts. Or, it's just uh, like or, honestly, in a serious game where everyone tries, how much does the West beat the East by? 
I, I based say, on talent alone, yeah, on, I'm, picking, a, I'm picking the West. But. No, no, no. That's not the question. Of course it's the West. <laughs> it's not the question who wins. It's the question how much do they win by. I'm saying... I like, don't know. I'm saying I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's it's as it's as huge of a disparity as as you might think. Dude, I, th- dude, I, because I, I really think it is. <laughs> the lineup around Giannis, though. Kemba, Trey, Pascal, Joel, and B. That is a lot of shooting. Exactly. That's what I, That's a hard lineup to guard. It's small though. It's small. I was as I in was, Trey was Young and look, Kemba, yeah, like guarding Luca and James Harden. That, that's the only thing I was like. I was looking at um, the East guarding the West. I wasn't like the West guarding the East. Yeah. But then again, like you, you have Kawhi, so like, and you have Anthony Davis at the rim. So like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I would say. Would I would say. I would say in a forty-eight minute game. I think the West beats the East by 25. 25? Jeez. Okay. No, okay. If they play 100 times, how many times is the West going to win? Like 85. Are you sure? Okay. I'm thinking like, I was was thinking like 65. (laughs) No, no, just because like, like Kemba and Trey, like, like, I feel like that's just such a matchup disparity. Like, like the, the, the West's shortest player is James Harden. Like like Luca's like six six or something. James they're, they're like the same height. Five. James Harden and yeah. Luca, yeah. So like, I think I think Luca's six seven maybe. Yeah. So I I, I don't I just don't see any way, even I, even if it's a tough guard. Safe to say that uh, that's a pretty solid Western Conference starting list. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah. Um, the reserves at my number one guard, I got your boy, Damian Lillard. Baby Dame. I know. I I don't even have to ask. I know you have the same thing. Of course. Of course. So there's not much to say there. Tangent. Right now, you know yeah. exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah, I do know what you're going to say. <laughs> um, so, in the NBA chat, just me, him... Shout out of, to Nick Marzan. Yeah, th- three of our other friends who are diehard NBA fans. We have this chat, and so I make the claim because th- th- they go saying like, oh yeah, the Blazers are bad or something. And no, 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 this started... How, how did it originate? This started because you said... We, you started. Yeah, we, it started yeah, we're with talking about the Blazers. It was and then you I, sent like a clip yes. of Damon Lillard like hitting like a big shot, or, or it was like it was like a, a, him scoring a lot of points in a game. It was like something like that. It was a post about Damon Lillard, and you said that the Blazers being bad this year is zero percent Damon Lillard's zero. fault. I zero percent. I stand by it. <laughs> and so immediately, me and me and my friend Nick, we hop on and we're like. Zero percent, <laughs> zero, and so no, and so we debate this for two straight yeah, days. This, so this has been yeah, this for was two a straight thing days that, like, went like, on o- over text and in person, and we debate it. And, and basically, the I, two I'm weeks, proud of myself. The I, week I, to I two picked, weeks, I picked apart their argument. Not gonna lie, I, I think we picked apart your argument. I okay. actually, I actually think that we won the argument until, like, the until like <laughs> until like I think that I think that just in terms of like. Who made better points? I think we got it. I, I think dude, me and Nick t- we like dude, tag teamed it and we won. Dude, for context, I brought up how Damian Lillard's last year's stats versus this year's stats, and then I, w- and by the way, I, I would, if you look at the stats, Damian Lillard is slightly better this year than last year, just purely looking mm-hmm. off the stats and the advanced metrics, and then also you look at the on off numbers for when Damian Lillard's off the court. The Blazers are a plus one when he's on. The Blazers are a minus 12 when he's off. So that attributes to losing. And I also just made the argument that the team is worse this year than last year. Yeah. I would say that's my weakest point, but I, I, I still, like, stand basically, by that. Basically, our biggest argument was it's how do you... zero. How do you... Yeah. It was, it, well, basically, all we had to do to disprove your argument was say that it wasn't 0% Damon Lillard. And so our argument was that 
can you really point to everything around Damian Lillard this year versus last year and say that that's worth a like whatever drop off from like a Western Conference Finals team to like how many wins do they have now? Um, Not that many. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're 19 and 27. So a team that only is it's winning 41 percent of their games, Western Conference to 41 percent of their games. Uh, we were basically saying, is the roster around Damian Lillard that much of a drop off? And then Damian Lillard heard our conversation. I, it's like, <laughs> like you know when people talk about like you 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 say something and then you like see an ad for it. It's like your phone is spying on you or something <laughs> like that. It's really like Damian Lillard like read our conversation. Because in the two weeks or so, or like maybe no, a week and a half, in in the in the like week, six, it's like, like six games. No, four, four, four. In, okay, in, the, in like the four I, I, games. You should just ran with six. I would have proved your point. Okay, fine. I don't care. But in the six games that followed them talking talking trash about Dane, <laughs> he goes for 31, 34, 61, and forty seven. And they're uh, like, after, <laughs> and words of God, after yeah, they are one in three. <laughs> to be fair, they're one in three. But that exact that proves my point. Yeah, yeah. That proves I, my point even more than rather than they were four and zero. Yeah. And so yeah. and so after every after every game and after every performance, I'm just I'm spamming the chat. I'm like I'm like, is it, is it zero now? So is it zero so, percent? So now? exactly. So so I think that we had the argument locked. Like we won that. <laughs> Until like he scores sixty one points and me me and Nick look at each other like uh oh all right but enough said about Damian Lillard I love talking all about that I could talk about that man all day Damian Lillard clear, is having a fantastic season despite cut. what his record says Which is uh, not, and and not and you'll notice before. it's been a theme throughout everything that I'm saying that I care a lot about team wins yeah. and when I'm picking the All Stars but but Damian Lillard is an exception to that yep um, second guard I got Donovan Mitchell dude we have very similar Spider. lists this is weird okay. I mean, I, I, I almost went, I, I was thinking, like, should I go Chris Paul? Should I go Devin Booker? Should I go some other people? Should I go Russell Westbrook? But I, I, I thought that, like, you're going to say team wins. I think that just even performance-wise, Donovan Mitchell has just been carrying so much of the offense. And mm-hmm. he, even though he's a very good offense around him and the spacing is good, I think he just creates so much that it just, it's, it's just unquestionably like superior to like some of the lower guards and i think he edges out devin booker as well totally agree i mean it, especially there's something to be said also like the the jazz are better than they this year than they were last year Damn. they did get some more offensive weapons but also like mike conley who we expect to be a great offensive weapon has been garbo yeah has, has basically been like a non-factor when he's been on the court and he's missed a lot of games so just in terms of the offensive load, Donovan Mitchell continues to be an incredible offensive weapon for the for the Jazz, and and continues to basically carry the offensive load for them. Um, it, it and they're one of the best teams in the league with him doing that. So he's got to be up there. Forward one, Carl Anthony Towns. Wow, wow, that's high for Carl. Okay. 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 No, no, I I don't, I don't really have an order for the forwards. Honestly, I just I just have Woo! the three forwards. Okay. Okay. The, the, I'll get the, into the, this now. I don't have Cat on my list. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have Cat on my list. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. If you're, if you're listening and, and, on audio, I just walked off the set. And 
that's not as crazy if you look at other that other people's lists as you, as you probably think it it, it is. Um, part of that is I think you're conforming to Bleach Report. Just putting it out there. Slightly, slightly. This is slightly influenced by like other lists. I'm not actually going to disagree with that. Um, if there's like one guy that like I was thinking I probably should have put on this list, but I couldn't find the spot for it's it's Carl Anthony Towns. Is it because of reason one? Okay, P- part of it is. A pet peeve of mine, and I've mentioned this before, is when people put somebody on a list for one thing and then go against that for somebody else. I couldn't make the argument for team wins, team wins, team wins. Here's why I've got Jimmy Butler, Chris yes, Middleton. Yes, you can. And then put De- Devin, and then put Carl Anthony Towns on the list. There's a point it's just where contradictory. It's, but you like that doesn't have to be your own your only guide to something. Like like if an ec- uh, an excess uh, yes, of statistics yes, but, can override team wins, even if you, but you value can't, team wins more. You can't, for example, how do I say this? You can't like put LeBron James as your best player of all time because he's an all-around player, and then also say that like Magic Johnson's the second best player of all time because he's the best passer ever. You need to put you need to make your ne- second best guy also probably there because he's one of the best all-around players ever. As in, it better be but Michael that- Jordan because he made an all-defensive he made multiple all-defensive first teams and averaged thirty points per game like over his career and like you know i just think that like you have to have continuity and so that's that's something that bothers me is i couldn't i can't put i can't put carl anthony towns totally ignoring there's there's some times where if carl anthony towns were numbers or if i liked him enough to to justify just um like there are some cases basically where where your numbers justify not having team wins as in i still have trey young and eastern carbon starters Right, yeah. but that's because his numbers are so superior. But so are cats. They I, are. I, I don't they have are. Them. I don't have. They are. But also, right second point, he's played like twenty-seven games. Yeah. Okay. That, that I, I was asking, is it because of the missed games? So that's he, the two things. He's played is, twenty-eight games. Is there? We're gonna we're gonna keep getting to that right? as we go further in this list. And the Timberwolves I, have been god awful when he's not been there. I've they, taken a couple lost, people they, off the Western Conference I, list I, I, just I went because on of a, not enough team wins, not enough games played. I forget who I went on a rant to, but I went on a rant about um, how the Timberwolves have been so bad without Carl Anthony Towns, and they were like, he, he, he spat out that, like, oh, yeah, they only have a record of, like, five and, like, nine or something like that. But they, if you look at those those losses mm-hmm. and those wins, they lost to the Warriors twice, I think. They lost to the Cavs. They lost to the Kings. Um, they almost lost. And, like, five of their wins, like, three of them were within, like, three points. Um but like, but, but okay, like, so okay. but but part of the reason when I'm talking about continuity is like team wins. I have Nikola Jokic as my first forward. Team wins, like I can't put Nikola Jokic on my as my first forward and then also not and then also have Carl Anthony Towns at the bottom of my list. I can't do that, right? Like it so just you, doesn't. Okay. It doesn't make a lot of logical sense. But so, so you're, you're telling me, would would you say that it was fair that he's made the All Star game in the past two years? Yes. And I understand that like talent varies, so it's not exactly like, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I, but. But you're saying like he's and, an all-star. And, and, and I'm not saying that that Carlton Towns is not an all-star caliber player. I honestly think if he played, if he'd played, uh, 35 games, he'd be on here for me. Okay, that, that's that's fair. I, right, I, can't, I, I can't it really just it hasn't it hasn't been enough games, and I I just would like to see him play, have played more games and have gotten more wins in the games that he's played to be on this list. Okay, right. he's I have Jokic career high in points 26.6 he's been awesome 50 percent for the field and 40 percent for three 80 percent for yeah. the line like it's 
It's unbelievable the numbers he's putting up. Forty percent for the line. It's Her career. It high, was really hard for me for me not to put him on here. Career but. high, sixty-one uh, percent effective field goal percentage mm-hmm. compared to last year at fifty-two, because he instead of shooting four threes a game, he's shooting eight. He's been the best offensive big man in the league besides maybe Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis. Like, I I don't I don't see how he's not on the list outside of the games argument and and even then I, I think that his talent just overrides putting someone like like a Brandon Ingram on the list. Because <laughs> he, he 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 was a guy spoiler. Yeah. Who did not make my list, and he was the next guy that was going to be on it. Okay. Um, do you have any arguments against my Jokic at no, as my number one forward? No, he's at my number two forward. Okay. I was I was messing with him before the episode, saying that I didn't have Jokic on my list. <laughs> I, I I was prepared to defend him. <laughs> yeah, right before that, I didn't say anything, but right before the episode, he was like, "I got to get up Nikola Jokic stats." I, I, I pulled up Nikola Jokic's bleacher report. It's like I I already know. <laughs> In case you don't know much about our our podcast, this has been an ongoing debate this whole year because I picked Jokic for my MVP before the season. But it's friendly as for his birthday, he I, did he did buy me this Nikola Jokic shirt. I plugged up. So, anyways, yeah, Jokic is my number two. I I think that like, bef- like for the first half of this first part of the season, he was like borderline all-star i think that's fair yeah i mean he 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 had a rough start he he was a fringe all-star i I would use that term yeah but now like at this point the nuggets are good again you made a good point before this the episode while i was hinting that i didn't have nicole Jokic on my list that are you gonna have the two-seated nuggets not have an all-star yep and i was thinking of course not that's stupid Mm -hmm. but then i smiled to him and said maybe (laughs) (laughs) and so anyways Who's your number two forward? Number two, I got Rudy Gobert. I feel like you're. I feel like that's just like listening to like certain people. Not gonna lie, like like he, uh, like he he's my number three. Mm, but uh, I think but he's I, like a clear number three. I, I I honestly think that Rudy Gobert might be the single most impactful defender in the NBA. But that hasn't changed for the past three years. But that doesn't mean he shouldn't be an All Star reserve. But he wasn't an All Star the past two years. I doesn't doesn't matter to me because I think that there's I think that he should have been. I think that he isn't in the All-Star game typically because he's not the perfect player for an All-Star game. In terms of deserving players for the All-Star game, Rudy Gobert Gobert should be there every year because he's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate and frontrunner every year. He's not always there because people don't necessarily want to see a big that can't shoot threes, can't handle the ball, can't pass that all that well, like, and who is just a lockdown defender because they don't want to see defense in the All-Star game. I do. I, I would like to see that. <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to see, from the All-Star game, I want to see the, the the best players from this season. Not necessarily talent-wise, but as in who who've been the most important players on the best teams this year. That's what I want to see in the All-Star game. I'm really, really, really contemplating putting Brandon Ingram over Rudy Gobert right now. I don't think I'm going to do it, even though he... Mm-hmm. The, I thought he was averaging, like, 23. He's averaging 25. Um, the efficiency doesn't blow me out of the water, but it's much better than he used to. And the three-point yeah. three percentage is what makes it really enticing. That's that's why he's my number three forward. Okay. Um, I... Yeah. It's just, like, I'm, I'm being such a hypocrite because the Timberwolves are 15 and 30. 
but the the pelicans are also like not good yeah yeah um i i yeah i, I would just say like the, while having brandon ingram as your number one guy and having like a lot of like good offensive players around him it's been kind of a bit disappointing and meanwhile like yeah the timberwolves are 15 and 30 but they're also one in one and nine in their last 10 because carl anthony towns hasn't played like they, like when cat was healthy they were like a decent team that's a it's that's a fair argument it's a fair argument um part of part of it is i had to, i had to keep games played consistent i'll get to that in a second but yeah that's the reason cats on here okay. um yeah i the, these the, the having Rudy Gobert and Brandon Ingram here was tough for me. I I wasn't very confident in the in the pick, especially Brandon Ingram, and in not having um either Paul George or Cat as the number three guy. So did Paul George make your list? He did not. Okay, good. Yeah, he, he I, didn't again, make my list either. That's so yeah. So that's one part of what I'm saying is like for continuity's sake, I can't I can't not have Kyle Lowry, not have Paul George, and then have Colonel Anthony Towns for not playing enough games. Yeah, yeah. When Carl Lee Towns has played, I, uh, the least games out of them are maybe Paul George played a few, a couple less. Paul George has played two less. But I, I think that also, like, Paul George's stats are worse. Just putting True. that out there. True. And like, but he's a but he's a better defender, and so I think that he's, he's a probably a more talented player. Than Cat? Than Cat. I would pro- I would make the argument. As if, like, if I'm ranking yeah, but, the top players in the NBA, all, I'm going to put Paul George it's over also Kat. Like, It's also, like, output, you know? Yeah, it's not just who's mm-hmm. talented because, like, honestly, mm-hmm. I, th- there was an argument but, like where I, I mean, I don't think there's an argument because like the forwards weren't that outstanding, but like there isn't there's a world where Ka- where Kawhi Leonard isn't an All Star starter just just because like even, that even, would be even, a wrong argument. I, I, I look agree. At, look, at I Ka- agree. For people watching at home who don't think that Kawhi Leonard is an All Star is an All Star starter, I, I had I, to look I, this I up last I night. I heard that any. I had to look that up last night. His stats are way better than I realized. He's so efficient. Oh, I'm lying. My bad. I thought he was averaging like 25. Ka- Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. He's averaging like 27 and a half, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and is like incredibly efficient. I lied. Like Ka- Ka- Kawhi Leonard's having an incredible season, but but in terms of just like what he brings to the table every night, Paul George is one of the best players in the NBA because he's giving them like 23 points per game and is one of the best perimeter defenders. He's awesome, but he's played 26 games. Yeah. I also I'm, think that's like the Clippers should be better than they are. There's that argument too. Yeah. And especially with like, there's something to be said. Like, there's now that now people are coming out and saying things like uh, they, they don't like the, the star treatment that Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul that, George that's are getting. A, that's, a, that's fake news though. Oh, really? Okay. Pa- pa- Papov came out and said that's just not true at all. And, and that, that doesn't mean it's that does, not that true. Doesn't, yeah, that's what, but, I, that's what I would but, say. But then like, and people are saying that doesn't mean but it's not true. But the media overhype that. Yeah, 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 and that's not saying that's not true, and people were arguing that, but I'm like, he could have just not tweeted anything, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, so so the reason I have Brennan Ingram as my number three forward, as you mentioned, efficient, scoring a lot. The Pelicans should suck without Zion. They kind of don't, although they, they kind of do, <laughs> actually. Yeah, they were they have like 17 wins. They, yeah, they do. They yeah. do suck. They don't suck that bad. They're not the worst team in the league. They're better than the Warriors. Yay. That's surprising. Yay. <laughs> um, but um, a- Amber Ingram's played 41 games. <sighs> I don't like putting him over Paul George and Cat, but I'm not changing it now. Okay, fair. All right, my last two guys. Yep. I got Devin Booker. Oh, yeah, we have the same. I just Devin Booker is my third guard. Chris Paul is my fourth guard. Um, I have Chris Paul and then Devin Booker. 
before no, 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 no. before I, everybody, I, I have Booker and then CP3. Before everybody yells at me for not having Russell Westbrook on here because his last few games have been awesome. Like James Harden's been hot garbo, like Mike Conley esque. <laughs> no, As he's, we mentioned he's earlier, he's really just playing himself out <laughs> of the MVP race. <laughs> yeah, like he's like one for six every night. He's like one one for thirteen from three. It's like, what are you doing? Um, oh boy. <laughs> I don't have Russell Westbrook here because I can't put Russell Westbrook over Brandon Ingram. I needed a third forward. Russell Westbrook can't take Brandon Ingram's spot, so I have Brandon Ingram and not Russell Westbrook there. I'm not putting Russell Westbrook over Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, or Chris Paul because he got a little bit of a late start to the stretch also, that he's having yeah, now. Yeah, like before the stretch, he was being ridiculously inefficient. Like exactly. He, he, he wasn't good at anything except for driving, and even his like finishing numbers at the rim... I, I don't know. To be bad fair, for I, him. To be fair, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's this year, but just historically, Russell Westbrook has been like alarmingly overrated as an actual finisher, as like taking layups. It's just because he's such a strong finisher, like it's in he terms of his dunks. Because he like goes that. off of one foot, just putting it out there. He, mm-hmm. he goes off of one foot every time. Um, whereas it, Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, three best. Hot take. Nice. No, no, hot take. No, just like numbers, and oh. that's why Chris Paul makes it. Um, talk about why Chris Paul made it. <laughs> Team wins is part of it. Uh, I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are the seventy, like twenty-seven wins. Although, like honestly, yep. it's weird to picture. Like, why, why didn't we think they were going to be good? Uh, like, Chris Paul is having a better season than I. Kn- and I, th- I think he's Shea playing better too. than I knew he was. Yeah, Shea. Honestly, Shea did not get a lot of buzz for the All Star reserves. There's an argument that he should have. Over is he even is, over Chris Paul? Yeah, there's there's yeah. an argument to be made. Um, I would have had Shea definitely below Russell Westbrook, but Shea is averaging like close to 20 points per game. Not incredibly efficient, pretty good efficiency, but he's also averaging like four and four or like four and three outside of his points per game. Whereas Chris Paul, it's like six and six or like six and seven or something like that. A little bit more impressive, even though the the points per game is a little bit lower. Also, he's Chris Paul. Like, people want to see Chris Paul in the All-Star game. Um, including you. Inclu- including me. Um, yeah. And, um, and, and there's a lot more. There's a lot that goes into Chris Paul making this team better that no, no, won't necessarily show up in his, like, points per game. As in, Chris Paul is this team's closer. There's a lot of... There's, he's had a lot of plays that, at, the, at the end of the games this season where it's like, he's the one that's coming up clutch and leading to wins for this team. He's it, the it, one creating the wins. It, it looks like he wasn't trying until the last five minutes of the game. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's like, okay now now I want to like win. And, yeah. he, and then he just wins. It, it, it's just alarming how much. Um, I, just Chris Paul's been awesome, and, and part of it is I wasn't expecting him to be awesome, and so I think that he deserves to be an all-star for being so awesome. Like, <laughs> Nice. The, I... This isn't like a farewell tour point, or, you know, or yeah, all star, yeah. all star reserve for Chris Paul. I actually yeah. think he deserves this. Although there's probably some bias from me, from other people who are putting him on the all star reserves, and that like he's Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, D book. Yeah. To talk about Devin Booker, I think one part is that the Suns aren't the worst team in the NBA anymore. They uh, are semi, semi, semi decent. Don't like they're not a playoff team, but they aren't hot garbage. He's and out, with eight and out, he's. He's averaging the same amount of points last year. They're just slightly better. Um, assists, slightly worse. But I think just, like, overall, even if he's having a smaller usage rate and he's not playing the point guard, he's still doing the same amount of playmaking, the same amount of bucket getting. 
Um, he's even more efficient than last year. Last year, his effective field goal percentage was 52. Now it's 56, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and his threes are at 36%, whereas last year they were at 32 because he had to do them off the, off the dribble. And it's just overall, really good season from Devin Booker. I've been, in the past, I've been a big Devin Booker snubber, but <laughs> I think at this point, it's his time. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's, he's that man right now. Uh, one final thing about Russell Westbrook. If if you take a look at, at our Twitter page, <laughs> whenever whenever I watch the Rockets... At Space the Floor. Whenever I watch the Rockets, the eye test tells me that Russell Westbrook just is is not that good. I, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. But Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the same court together, just by my eye test, just by my brain, just like pisses me off. It makes me mad. Do you, do you know what else doesn't look good? The advanced numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I, I I don't know much about like how to really look into advanced numbers. I but I believe it. I'm not really, surprised. Really not. But, even, but that's even what I'm saying. Like, is like even the I basic look, numbers. Like, like really not good. My 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 eye test just tells me that it's like Russell Westbrook and James Harden doesn't work that well. Most. Because moment when you're shooting 24 percent from three and honestly i think that I, I talked about this i made a, I made a i made a video after the russell after russell westbrook was traded to the rockets saying like why the why the rockets won't win with russell westbrook it was it was titled something like that and and one of my arguments was that russell westbrook will be the perfect player for when james harden is cold for when james harden gets double teamed to just be the perfect like safety valve to where he can go get you a bucket when you get stuck the problem is that anytime you're giving Russell Westbrook the ball, anytime you're letting him be ball dominant, which he needs to be to be good, you're taking away from James Harden. James Harden is one of the most effective scorers and in offensive players in league history. So anytime that you're taking the ball out of his hands, it's a mistake. It's it's a mistake. So so putting James Harden in the same start or putting Russell Westbrook in the same starting lineup as James Harden, putting them on the court at the same time is generally a conflict of interest because you're taking ISO possessions away from James Harden, which is Mike D'Antoni's entire system. So Russell Westbrook is great in situations like right now when James Harden can't hit a three, and that's why he's been so good recently. But anytime that James Harden is playing well, it's just unproductive to have him in Russell Westbrook on the court at the same time, I think. That's my mini rant about why Russell Westbrook isn't an all-star reserve, as good as he has been recently. Yeah, I agree. Not on my list for the exact same reasons. Um, people left off my list. Brandon Ingram, we've talked about. Paul George, we've talked about. And that's really about it for me. I don't have any other people that I feel really bad about leaving off the list. Yeah, I, the, the people that I sort of snubbed... Um, as I mentioned, Paul George, Cat, and in Russell Westbrook. Those are the three that I like. I really had to put a lot of thought into. Um, Brandon Ingram's the one that I probably feel the most shaky about. Maybe Chris Paul. Yeah, too. I feel a bit shaky about Chris Paul just because like the numbers. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I, I think that we had we had pretty similar lists. Yeah. But like, I think that we both like we both like pretty solid. I, our, I think own, that, our own personal flair. Exactly. We had a little bit of different reasoning, but but we both followed that reasoning and came up with lists that like make sense. And you can't blame us for doing that. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Space Floor NBA Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review and look for episodes next time. Follow us on Instagram at Space the Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space the Floor. Catch my Russell Westbrook hate tweets. We're going to be tweeting tonight. (laughs) And we'll see you guys next time. 
Uh, I'm Connor Geelan. I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. Shout out Alex Crusoe, Taco Fall, and the fan voters. <laughs>